audio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Whiskey at Work review. It's really weird when you stare at me while you're doing that. It's unnerving. We have a connection. I, Romantic music here. Yeah, <laughs> please don't. I, I, all I hear is ding, 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 ding. Connection. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Rob and Mark and Gabe is back with us what? as oh. we're doing another uh, review of Japanese whiskey, which is right up Gabe's alley. I suppose that kind of uh, cheapens it a little, though, right? Saying it that way. I mean, you're you're pretty good at this whole Japanese whiskey thing. I, I should, am I should, terrible. I, should, I don't know who you talk to. <laughs> I need to, to oversell it a little bit more. Uh, okay. Kind of a self-deprecation here. Today, uh, a bottle... God, we got this bottle over it's boy, been a, while a year, ago. maybe a year and a half ago. Dan Bruner from Timmins Market brought it in for us because we had a plan to do uh, a lot of these Japanese whiskeys a while back, and we just never got around and to it. And then, like all good plans... Yep. They totally fell apart. Shit went sideways. So, Gabe was finally able to make his way to our studios again, and we thought, well long as he's here let's do these reviews and this is called i'm assuming bikoku yeah that's got to be close right totally. b-i-k not <laughs> off at all oh it's safer than the last or okay one for sure. yeah b-i-k-o-k-u um did you find any information on this because this again i'm i'm so i'm so happy and surprised you've never had this before even with your collection of so many yeah this isn't in there Oh, I don't have makes, it. This makes me so happy. I <laughs> I've love never this. had it. Um, no, I, I really wasn't. I know it is, well, at least according to the label, uh, distilled and bottled by Nirasaki Distillery. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, Nirasaki Distillery is at the base of Mount Fuji, if I'm not mistaken. So would it would it be, would they take the waters yes. then that come off there? That's for sure. That's their big gimmick. Okay. Um, so they are... Most notable for their Fuji whiskey mm-hmm. um, and Sanroku. I think it's called Sanroku whiskey, um, which I have a bottle. I'll have to bring that in. Okay, for yeah. For you guys to try. I'd love but, to. Yeah, I mean, their big thing is they do take the water that supposedly flows off Mount Fuji into the little stream and they blend it into the whiskey. That's my best guess. Okay. Anyway. Bukoku, again, I'm sure we're pronouncing it totally correctly. Does mean black luxury. So, as you're staring at this bottle, Gabe, Rob, <laughs> and you're staring deep into my eyes, what do you what do you see? That, that does, do you see the black luxury? I see a black label. <laughs> it has yet to be determined All if right. it is a luxury. Uh, okay. Well, did you did you get a chance to nose this one yet, Gabe? Yeah. Um, so on the nose, it's I really don't get much. I mean, there is it's multi. There's some multiness there, and this is um, by the way it. Again, this is, they're calling it a pure, well, they're calling it a malt whiskey. So Now, what's the significance of that again, Gabe, uh, it, Be, it, being a malted whiskey? Well, it's weird. So you have single malt, which is one distillery, all barley. Mm-hmm. Then you have the word pure malt, which they actually don't call anything pure malt anymore because pure malt, it could mean a couple of different things. It could mean... That it is a hundred percent barley from all kinds of distilleries, or it could mean that it is hundred percent barley from one distillery. So a lot of people got confused with it. They don't really use it anymore. They are simply calling this a malt whiskey. I don't know what legally binding definition that has, because for all I know, they could have other grains in here besides barley. But because there's barley in it, it is a malt whiskey. There's malt right. in it. Um, so I really don't know. 
for this, let's just say let's just say it's a hundred percent malt. Let's Perfect. just say it's a let's just say it's a single malt. It does say distilled at Narasaki Distillery, which means it was distilled in Japan. Um, and that's I, that's that's important. It is. For it these, is right. Very important. Um, a lot of quote unquote Japanese whiskey that we see here in the states can be whiskey that's not even distilled in Japan. It could be sourced Scotch that is then bottled in Japan. Um, it could also be um, what's called koji whiskey. So they don't use the malting process as traditional Japanese whiskeys and American whiskeys and Scotch whiskeys will use. They'll use uh, koji, which is a bit different. So, yes, it is very important that it is distilled in Japan. At least we know it is a Japanese whiskey. That's that's good. So what else did you get there on the nose there? You said you weren't getting a lot, but is there anything that stood out to you right away? No. I, again, on the nose, I would say predominantly it's malty. There is a soft malt honey there. Um, it's sweet. I don't get anything spiky. Uh, let's move to the palate. Mm-hmm. It's my first reaction, very oily, and it filled up. It filled up my mouth quite a bit. Okay? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Filled it, up your mouth, it, huh? it is, is that the black <laughs> luxury of That's it? the black luxury, I believe. I don't feel comfortable calling it a black luxury <laughs> filling up his mouth, but that's okay. Um, what did you get, Gabe? Well, I will say it's young, but I don't think the flavor is bad. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's a young whiskey. I think it is detectable, but I think it's soft. Um, there's some honey there. There's some sweetness there. You get the barley sugars. Um, you do get some of the spirit quality in there. But I think where this would be perfect is in a traditional Japanese highball. I think this would be a good mixer. Really? Yeah. I mean, I would say the price point on it, what is it? Probably like 35 That's a good question. Probably. I don't uh, remember yeah, I don't what know. this no. one was. Um, I think this would be good over ice. I think it would be good in a mixer, traditional Japanese highball. Um I don't think it's bad. I don't think I would ever... I don't think if I drank this, I would drink it neat by itself. Sure. Um, but I think in a mixer on a summer day, I think it's 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 good. There was a... I got kind of a dryness towards the end of it, though, too, that I didn't really like. I liked it initially. It seemed that it had a good oily feel to it, and then it just kind of evaporated away on yeah, my tongue. I'm, I'm with you on that. There's, there's nothing in, in what we've tried from Japanese whiskey in here that has that lingering mouth right. effect or that mouth feel that stays with you for a while. Like, you know, like a peaty scotch that I, you know, stays Delicious. with, stays, <laughs> stays with me forever. Yeah. And, but these are, these are super smooth, you know, super easy to drink. Are Japanese whiskeys kind of known for that to be smoother, easier, lighter? Um, yeah, I would say in general, most Japanese whiskeys are delicate. They're delicate. It's a great word. That is a great word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the word smooth, you could argue, what does that mean? Right. Right. What does, I would say this would meet the qualifications of a smooth whiskey. And, And what I mean by that, when I say smooth, I mean, it's light, it's pretty, it is a bit young, it is a bit grainy, but it's not. Tingy. There's no, there's not like a, there's no intolerable <coughs> sharpness to it. To it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's no burn. Yeah. Right? None at all. Um, none at all. Depending on what kind of whiskey drink you are, that could be a good thing or a bad yeah. thing. Now, could you recommend this to somebody as starting out into Japanese whiskey? I would say if someone was starting into Japanese whiskey without already being a whiskey person, mm-hmm. because where I would probably start them is this 
in a Japanese highball. Um, I don't know. I still don't think I would start them on this neat. But uh, for sure, if they didn't have much whiskey experience, they were easing into it, they weren't drinking things neat, I would say this um, in a highball form would be a good introductory into the Japanese spirits and what they can offer. So would you consider this swallowable? I would consider it. Swallowable. Excellent. What Not about you, Ralph? chokeable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, you know, it. Like I said, it is. I like. I like his term delicate. It is yeah. smooth. It's easy. There's no long-lasting mouthfeel. There isn't a burn. You don't get any. There isn't a lot to it. Mm-hmm. There isn't a lot of complexity to it either. But. Yeah, I I would I would drink this and I and I argue because I'm not the Japanese expert, but I would drink this sitting out on the deck, neat. I mean, it, it goes it just goes ice. down so easy. Yeah, over ice for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think we're three for three on the swallowable aspects of this one. Then it's Bukoku B I K O K U, and I believe you can find this. Uh, I I believe you can still find it here uh, in Rapid City for looking at some different I, I places. I would assume so. I know we got it from Dan's out at Timmins Market, so that'd be the first place I'd stop and give it a try. All right. Thanks again, Gabe, for coming in and reviewing this one. Appreciate it, man. It's uh, our reviews, Whiskey at Work. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquis, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Mm-hmm.